Welcome to your daily missed motivational, inspirational success tips. This is JJ Burden. So let's continue on. This week we've been talking about planning. I started the week on Monday talking about a strategy that I share to help me maximize my game plans. Uh, Let's create the plan, review the plan, execute the plan. So if you didn't hear that, go back to Monday. Yesterday, I shared an example of how I use that strategy to accomplish a long-range goal. So today, I'm going to share a story of where I use that strategy to accomplish a short-term goal, one that was just immediate, that I had to put into place right away, because I'm trying to show you the versatility and using this strategy and how it really does work when you commit to it. So today, we're going to base this story. And let me just say this first. If you don't understand this, storytelling is very important when you are teaching. If you're a teacher, a trainer, a keynote speaker, a professional speaker, you, know, you, you understand the power of storytelling. When you can share a story and teach from that, it's, it's just powerful. But what's more powerful is when you share your own stories, your own stories, only stories that you can tell that you can teach from. It is so easy to tell someone else's story, tell a story that's been told a thousand times. But again, when you can tell your own story and when you do it from this formula, which is tell a story, make a point, giving them action step. Because you're not just telling stories just to be telling them. You're not telling them just to be entertaining. You're doing it to teach. And when you do it effectively, the listener not only understands and gets and enjoys the story, but they get the point and they're more inclined to apply what you're teaching. So this one I'm going to share today, it revolves around the subject of fear. Because I thought I'd touch on this because... Fear is an emotion that we all deal with. And unfortunately, some people give in to fear and they miss out on an opportunity or they miss out on the chance to do something special or to do something or accomplish a particular goal that they're striving for. But I've always loved the two acronyms when it comes to fear because we have a choice when we're faced with fear. We either A, can face everything and run or B, we can face everything and rise. So let me take you back to my junior year in high school. I went to high school at Lake Ridge High, which is uh, in a city called Lake Oswego outside of Portland, Oregon. I was part of the busing program. You know, I probably should share that story one day in my daily miss and teach from that. Anyway, let's get back to this. So I was on the track team and we were at the district track meet. So the district track meet is the meet before the state meet. The state meet is the big meet. It's the final meet of the year. That's the one you're trying to get to because you want to be state champion. You want to be the best that year in your event. So at the district track meet, I'm having a great track meet. I've already won the long jump, I won the triple jump, and I won the 110 high hurdle. So I'm going to the state meet in three events, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm kicking back, 
I'm in the bleachers now. I got my shoes off and I'm just cheering on my team members, encouraging them to finish strong. Right before the final event, which is usually the mile relay, Thane Cleland. Thane Cleland was a senior. He had already won the 300 intermediate hurdlers. He was just an all-around great athlete. He was an all-state wide receiver. He played on the basketball team. He was known for being one of the best athletes at our school. Thane comes up to me and says, hey, JJ, we got an idea. We got the mile relay coming up, and we've got three really good runners. And we wanted to ask you, would you please be that fourth runner and run the mile relay with us? And I was like, nope, no, 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 no. I don't do the mile relay. The mile relay is where everybody runs a full sprint around the track. You're running 400 meters. And I had never run a 400 meters before. I'd run 300 meters, 200 meters, but never 400 meters. And I said, nope, dang, I'm not doing that. He says, no, come on, JJ, please, please. We know we can win. And we've got two other runners. They're seniors, too. And they've never been to state. And they have an opportunity to go to state. Come on, JJ, do it for them. And I was like, no, nah, Thane, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I'm not doing it. It's like, come on, JJ, please do it for the team. And he goes, a matter of fact, we're going to have a big lead. And we want you to run the anchor leg. So by the time you get the baton, you're probably going to have a big lead. And you can just bring it home. Come on, JJ, do it for the team. Please, please. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And as soon as I said that, I immediately regret it. Why did I say I was going to do it? But I did say I was going to do it. So I made the commitment. So now it's time to do the mile relay. And we're all at the starting line. The gun goes off. Boom. Our first leg goes. He's running good. He looks really fast. And he's got a nice five-yard lead. So by the time he gives the baton to our second runner, he takes off. Our second runner is even better. He extends the lead, and he's now got a 10-yard lead. So the third runner, of course, is Thane, our superstar. Not only does he just dominate on that leg, he extends the lead even further. We have a 30-yard lead. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's a 30-yard lead. I can do this. I can bring the baton home. Then I start thinking, well, this is the anchor leg, and you know, let me see who I'm running against. So I look to my right, and I see the 200-meter champion, Greg Will. I never forgot his name. He ran a 21.6. He's a senior, and I'm thinking, I'm not faster than him. I can't beat him. And then next to him is the 100-meter champion, who won the 100 meters at 10.5, also a senior. I'm thinking again, no way can I beat him. And then next to him is the 400-meter champion, who ran a 48 flat also a senior, and right away I'm like, there's no way I can beat him. I can't beat any of these guys. So I start to panic, and fear starts to overtake me. And as Thane is coming around that final corner, I start thinking to myself, okay, JJ, you're doing this. You got to come up with a plan. Create a plan. Create a plan. I thought, okay, wait a minute. So I have a 30-yard or 30-meter lead on these guys. So maybe I'll go out not full speed, not too slow, but in a controlled sprint, and then stride my way and allow these guys to catch me. And hopefully they use so much energy that by the time we come to the final stretch, maybe I'll have a little bit left and I can take us on the victory. 
So that was the plan. Then I reviewed the plan in my head. I said, okay, in order for this to work, though, you cannot panic. You cannot give in to the adrenaline. And you can't give in to the crowd because you know people are going to be yelling you're going too slow. Then it's execute the plan. Now it's time to put this plan into action. So thing gives me the baton and I take off. And I take off like in a controlled sprint. Like I said, not too fast, not too slow. And as I come around the very first corner, I can hear the crowd. He's going too slow. Go faster. And I'm like, nope, just ignore him. And then I come around the corner. And right when I get on the back stretch, I see my head track coach, Keith Kirchstrom. He runs to the other side and he's yelling, JJ, you need to go faster. They are catching you. And I'm like, stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. And as I'm going down the back stretch, about halfway through, I hear these strides. And I look to my right, and it's the 200-meter champion, Greg Will. And as he caught me, it's like I said to myself, Hello, Greg, I've been waiting for you. And then Greg goes to pass me, and I yell, No! And I take off with him. And we're going stride for stride as we enter that second curve. And as we go around the curve, I keep him on in the, in the lane too. So I'm like, I'm going to make him work even harder. So I'm in lane one and we're going around that curb. And right when we get on the home stretch, I see the 400 meter champion running next to Greg. And then right away, I get bumped on the inside by the 100 meter champion. And it's like we're all lined up coming down this back stretch in four, uh, this final stretch coming down in four lanes. And I mean, it had to be a sight. Remember, this is the 400-meter relay. It is the last race, and the crowd's going wild. About 70 meters to go, I say to myself, okay, if this is going to work, it's now or never. I hope I got something left. And then it was like I kind of downshifted and shifted another gear, and I just took off, and I start pulling away from the three runners. And I got about two meters ahead of them. Not a lot, but just two meters ahead of them. And I could see the finish line. I could see Thane right there. I could hear everybody. And I'm just trying to get to that finish line as fast as I can before these guys catch me. And sure enough, I crossed the finish line. And I threw my hands up. And I was just so excited. But I was exhausted. I remember Thane grabs me. And he's hugging me. And I'm like hitting him on the back with a baton. I'm like, let me go. I'm hyperventilating. I'm so tired. But anyway, I was so proud of myself in that moment. One, I was so happy for the team. I was so happy for these guys in the relay because, yes, we're all going to the state. But more importantly, I was proud of the fact that I did not give in to fear. I did not allow fear to paralyze me. Instead, I allowed that fear to energize me and to take this on, and I did execute the plan. So what's the coaching point for all of you? I want you to think about the same thing. When you're in a situation and fear overcomes you, don't give in to it. It's a normal reaction, but I mean, to be afraid, but don't give in to fear. Use it to energize you. And instead, think of a strategy at that moment that you can put together to help you conquer that fear. You know, create a plan. What is the plan of attack? 
What can you do? What are the options you have that you could put in motion to make it happen? And then you review the plan. Think about it now, what you just put together. Does it make sense? Is there anything you're missing? What are the possible challenges that could arise and how will you overcome them? And then you execute the plan and you have to be fully committed to it, full speed, full intensity, and with full intentions. If you do this, no matter what happens, no matter what the results are, you won. You win. Oh, yeah, because you won that moment and you overcame your fear and you went for it and it made you better because essentially what you're doing is you're building the habit of conquering your fears. And when you do it once, it becomes easier the next time, the next time, and so on and so on. You got it? Get it? Good. So don't forget, like, share, and comment, and I'll see you on the next episode.